not somewhere they look nice in a dress now. That's sexual, is it? And all these complaints we get when, when somebody gets wolf-whistled. I mean, maybe there's something wrong with me, but, yeah, I used to kind of like it if somebody wolf-whistled me. That's a compliment. That's, there's a world of difference. At my <laughs> age, I actually look for that. Please, give me the wolf whistles. Guys, girls, anybody in the chair, just tell me my ass looks nice, please. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, if you can see it from another continent, I've got a problem. But, you know, I don't get it. We've gone too far. Are we, are we really moving into this phase now where guys in particular are going to be, you know, ridiculed or worse for giving somebody a compliment? I don't understand where we're going with this one. We've gone way too far. We've lost lost sight of what's real. Oh, it's crazy. This Well Taz, it it's it's the term it's they use. It's the term they use, Taz, politically correct. Bullshit is what it is. <laughs> it's bullshit is what it is. It is. You know, I'm listening to this and on the other side oh. of that, it's uh, you know, we were talking about the, uh-huh. the demonizing of men and things like that and this political correctness and all of this. And, you know, I think on the other side of that, I mean, in the same breath, we're also weakening women because of this. I mean, wow. when has it become okay? We have the media here that is saying, Oh no, it's okay to go out and cry because somebody complimented you in a dress. Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Well, you know how that saying goes, boys will be boys. Well, I wonder, will girls be girls as well? (laughs) It's a bit of a double standard, isn't it now, maybe, huh? But you know, this whole thing about boys being boys, I know growing up it was always about to let the boys just be the boys. What does that really mean? What does it mean when boys are going to be boys? What about locker room talk? You know, there's no doubt in my mind. When the boys are with the boys, and when I'm talking about the boys, I'm talking about teenagers and men as well. I'm just talking about the male population, yeah? Well, when boys will be boys, you know, boys tend to impress the boys. They want to impress the guys, the guys they're hanging with, you know? Yeah, well, let me tell you what happened last night. Oh, man, I I, I did her four times. Oh, yeah, man, she couldn't keep up. Oh, boy. You know, how many times has a guy heard that? Or how many times has a guy said that? What I'm wondering today is, do the ladies talk that way as well? Hmm. (laughs) Boy, it is a gender thing, isn't it, friends? Huh? Malcolm out loud here. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure, i got to tell you. It is interesting. You know, this this talk today is is, is really going to be interesting, not only because the co-hosts we have on the show which are very interesting ladies, but listen, listen, uh, it's, you know, what was made famous from this. I mean, come on. I mean, locker room talk. Was it locker room talk or did the president, speaking of Trump now, did he actually act out on those things? Now, that's not what we're all going to talk about today, but that's a piece of this. You can't have a talk about locker room talk today and not talk about, hmm, did he really 
say that? Okay, well, he said it because we heard him say it, even though he denied it recently, which was really, really weird. But uh, I'm not sure why the hell he would deny it. That is a strange thing. But I'm wondering how much of that is the boys will be boys. Do you buy that, friends? Or is it the fact that he acted out on that? What about the rest of everybody talking? Like, all these sexual allegations, everything else going on, it's like... People are just talking, and the question is, have they violated that space? You know, we all have our space around ourselves that you're not supposed to really violate. Yeah, maybe? I think that's what mm-hmm. I hear. <laughs> well, our co-host today, Taz Thornton, is here. She's the best-selling author, UK's number one inspirational breakthrough speaker. I am sure she'll have something to say about this topic. And also, <laughs> Sergeant Betsy Smith is here. She'll have more than something to say. Police officer for 29 years, a law enforcement trainer for over 20 of those years. And she's a consultant to the industry, and um, always good to have you both here. Jennifer Breeden also joins us. We'd love to have Jennifer in on these discussions. She's an attorney specializing in international criminal law and foreign policy, specifically in the Middle East. Uh, she's a government consultant as well, and she's really is all about protecting human rights and providing legal analysis for those. So it's good to have all of you here on this show, Life, Liberty. Let's do this thing, ladies. So listen, I mean, you can't have a conversation about locker room talk without, and and I, again, we're not going to, this is not going to be a political talk today. That's not what this is going to be. So if you don't like politics, hang in still. You're going to be okay. Okay. But I do want to start it there, ladies, because it's probably the most famous conversation that's happened like in this subject matter is, you know, so when the president made those comments now, Sergeant Betsy, I want to go to you first. Let's talk a little bit. I don't know what you think about this, but does it ever cross your mind that when the president said those things and they came out to say, well, naturally, somebody would say, well, he's a pig. OK, well, putting that aside a moment, was that just locker room talk or did you ever think that he acted out on it? Well, Malcolm, I've worked in the male-dominated profession of law enforcement since I was 17 years old. Have I heard lots of piggish talk from men? <laughs> of course I have, but I've also heard piggish talk from women. When, when we look at you know now the, the infamous Billy Bush tape, and everybody was so outraged because tr- Trump was talking about Um, you know, he, he said the word pussy. Oh my God. And there were all these people said, I've never heard such talk. That's BS. Everyone talks like this at one time or another. And, and, and frankly, now what we're doing is we're equating this kind of talk, sexual talk between two men in a private setting. Now we're going to equate this to sexual assault. And frankly, this is insulting to actual sexual assault victims who have been really victimized by men. Nobody was victimized by Trump and Billy Bush. You can talk, you can, you know, we still live in a free country where you can say what you want in the privacy of the situation you're in. And and for example, in law enforcement, you know, you can say what you want in the locker room Mm -hmm. amongst the men and, and all that. Then when you come out into the office area, you come out into the public, or you come out into the roll call room, then you can't talk like that. That's called being an adult. And, you know, and we, we've lost track of how to We've lost track of that. Wrong. But, you know, Sergeant Betsy, they're saying what I hear a lot of the political talks right now is that it's unbecoming a president. Well, he wasn't a president then. He wasn't even a candidate then. Uh, he was an entertainer and a bit of a, you know, just a regular old guy doing his thing. 
And but now I hear that a lot out there, like, well, that's not presidential, you know. Pre- but he wasn't a president then. It it seemed to me like an, an incredible leap when they started to say that there was actual uh, sexual assaults there. You know, Jennifer, just this past week here, Gloria Allred, you know, whenever her name comes up, you just have to cringe. Everybody knows who I'm talking about here. I mean, she is uh, um, specimen number 101 for um, human despicableness, uh, whatever. Uh, Is that a word, despicableness? I think I just made it up, Jennifer. Anyways, talk to me about that with Gloria Allred and coming out and representing those women. Do you think there's any truth to that, Jennifer? I mean, I, I'm sure there is, but I think it's also, you know, piggybacking a little bit on what uh, Sergeant Betsy Smith was saying is that, you know, we've now uh, the media has perpetuated these things. We're calling these words between men just sexual assault. We're telling women they're victims. We're women that before were probably like, you know what, that was really inappropriate. That really sucked. Let me just move on with my life and keep working. Uh, now these women by the media, by everybody saying, oh, my goodness, you were assaulted if somebody said anything or or this and this and this. These women are now starting to come out. OK, well, I guess uh, I guess there is something there and hey all these other women that come out get famous by the media because hey you know you you bash some man and, and now this is the talk of the day especially if they're you know i mean going back to the trump billy bush but anything else you do something and then suddenly you're in the limelight so i think there's a little bit of that too you know obviously it's a it is a problem i think there is actual sexual assault but i agree with you know what we've been talking about that it's you know it, it really insults the women who have actually been sexually assaulted women and men i'll, I'll throw out that because you yeah. know it's happened to both and um but it it, it really insults them to you know use words and things like that so i wouldn't say that it's not true i can't say that i don't know the you know the situation i wasn't there uh with these women that gloria allred is uh representing here but you know i think just having a name like gloria allred coming in now it's really part of that um you know hype that's that's come into this permeated into our society where it's become more of a political and social issue than it is actually trying to help the victims and stop the problem, stop, a, you know, what's going on if there is, in fact, you know, violence associated with these sexual assaults and uh, rape, unwanted actual um, touching, uh, unless it's, uh, you know, unlike just locker room talk, so to speak, just to use the well, term Well, Jennifer, the what's happening now is they're using it as a political tool. I mean, it's a total political tool. So I'm hearing you talk just now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I have a different view on it. And like you said, well, you're tr- OK, so I respect what you say. You're saying I want to respect the fact that women are saying this. But you're not going to tell you, ladies, women are saying this from every corner of the of the society right now. I mean, it's an epidemic right now. And either we are so out of control, men and women alike, throughout the entire stratosphere of society what here's what i really think i mean taz we're either so out of control right now i mean for real with men and women alike or it's being used as tools and women have gone off the off the yo-yo boat here because they're just coming out of the woodwork lately with claiming sexual assault and and then the media said well there's sexual allegations right now they're really sexual assault but as sergeant betsy says i mean in that particular case, there's no evidence there was any assault. But yet that whole situation laid, laid a, a question or, or a pause in even Jennifer Breeden's mind to say, well, I can't really say that that didn't happen, Malcolm. I mean, I'm wondering, Taz, from your vantage point, you know, from being over in the UK, when you hear this, the most, again, the most famous locker room talk to me mm-hmm. is Trump when he said that crap yeah. in the bush, in the, in the, uh, with Billy Bush in the um, trailer there, you know, which is, which is really, uh, you know, I cringed when I heard it all, no doubt. But I got to tell you, 
you know, I mean, men and women, Taz, have always said things to each other to what they'd like to do to the opposite sex or to or to the same sex, as you would say. <laughs> so, I mean, what the hell am I saying, Taz? Thornton? I mean, shut the hell up. So, I mean, come on, girl. So, but but before we go there, because you know this conversation is going to go in the toilet eventually uh-huh. here. But before oh, we go, yeah. but before we go to the toilet, I want to ask you first. Talk to me. On specifically the Trump thing, because I don't want to stay on that for the whole show, but I, I do want to understand, do you think, in your mind of minds, in that, do you think that he actually sexually assaulted people? Can Do you have any thoughts of that? Oh, well, well, there's a couple of things here, just to, to pick up on some of the points that have been made already. For me, it's not the fact that the guy used the word pussy. You know, we all use crude words. It's part of our makeup. We all do that when right. we're chilling with friends, or most of us do, I think. The point is not the fact that the guy said pussy. The point is the context. It's the you can grab her in the, in the pussy. It's the that I can just start kissing them. The you, they let you do anything when you're a celebrity. Because you're a star. That, <laughs> yeah, you're when a you're a star. star. That's the problem. It's right. it's not the fact that he said pussy. And that's got nothing to do with whether the guy is a president or a celeb. This comes right down to just pure human respect. I think we've all lost sight of what is respectful for another human being. You know, what is respectful, what is what is good locker room talk for anyone is that's out of bounds. They're not here. You shouldn't be speaking to anyone in that way. That's proper locker now, room now, talk now, with now, Chris th- men or women. Thanks for saying that, Taz. Now, hold on a moment here. Sergeant Betsy, i got to tell you, I listened to what Taz just said. And i got to tell you right now as a political commentator and somebody who can't always defend Trump and nor do I ever try. Okay, let me be straight with you. I give it to you straight. But I've got to tell you, my sentiments actually go with what, with, with what Taz just put out there. I think it did cross the line with the way he was talking that way again. Is it, is, what I'm saying, Sergeant Betsy, was it locker room talk? Yeah, I think it was locker room talk. Do I think he did it? I don't really think he did it. Do I think that you totally lowered the human species with the fact of decent respect? I think Taz just said it better than I could, uh, Sergeant Betsy. Talk to us on that point, please. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, do what I, I have two sons. Would I want my sons talking like that to a friend? Would, you know, would I want to hear that? No, but here's the thing. We have gone so off the rails. This is, once again, this is a case of Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> Barack Obama, you can, and Google this, everybody, you can go online and hear candidate Barack Obama use the word pussy, and you can hear and, and see video of candidate Barack Obama, my senator at the time, talking about bragging about his erection on his airplane and showing wow. his covered up erection. Yeah, and, and didn't know about this, did you? you no, go see I didn't all hear that. <laughs> you can hear about it. No, but see, when the media doesn't want to, when the media doesn't care about this, then the people don't know about it. That's it. And, and, and That's this it. is a problem. And now That's you've it. got a completely discredited group of women mm-hmm. with Gloria Allred coming right. up and saying, right. oh, Trump tried to kiss me in the elevator. Trump, God forbid, asked me for my phone number. Get a warrant. Arrest that guy. How <laughs> dare a man ask a woman for her phone number? This is pure and simple Trump derangement syndrome gone awry. 
I think you're now, probably I'll right. That, I'll, yeah, I'll say that. To clarify what I was saying to Malcolm earlier is that not these specific women with Gloria Allred all against Trump. I mean, right. anything against Trump these days, I take with a grain of salt, to be honest, because Amen. the media has totally demonized Amen. him. Anything with that. What sure. I was saying, just as an attorney, I'm big on, I'm not a normal one. I'm big on the truth. And so when it comes to any <laughs> sexual allegations, because they're also coming out against Hollywood actors and against other politicians, right. anything like that, I'm going to just wait and see because there might have been something. But when it comes to anything against Trump, especially when you have Gloria Allred as your, as your right. lawyer, right. Um, it is so completely politicized media frenzy hey what can we do to take down trump people don't care about russia anymore oh okay let's find gloria all red and do this i mean it has become so ridiculous that we actually don't care about serious issues in our society more it's just about bringing down trump i think that's a that's a great point and again my issue isn't the fact that it's trump it could have been anyone i think this is basic human respect that we're losing sight of and that's what Either gender, you know, women do it too, maybe in a slightly different way. Women, we've got this this awful stereotype, and I hate to say it, but in a lot of cases it's true, this whole thing where we all get around the the water cooler and bitch about each other, and then we get together and we're best friends the next the next moment. You know, this this awful syndrome where so many of us, to use a to, to throw in a British landmark here, seem to have more faces than Big Ben when it comes to what we're saying behind <laughs> people's backs. Yeah. I don't like the whole thing, but even if you take Trump out of the equation, We've lost sight of what is respectful. We've lost sight of respect for each other. It's we, we will say one thing about someone who's not in the room. We would be horrified if we heard similar things being said about us. But then there's that old saying, isn't there, that you know, if you if you could hear what your best friends were saying about you behind closed doors, you probably wouldn't be friends anymore. Well, Taz, civil discourse is totally gone. I mean, that's just something, listen, let, uh, it, it, really, truly, that's something I've tried to bring back in America out loud, quite frankly. And people look at me sometimes because we represent, we get people on here from all different points of views, you know, uh, Taz, yeah? Yeah. And all yeah. different, represent of all different opinions, which I tend to like, and I feel yeah. really good about that. But others look at me like I'm from a different planet because I don't toot the one horn. And but mm-hmm. there's there's a lack of civil discourse in this uh, country where we can have these really good conversations and dis and disagree and still be ladies and gentlemen about it, which is really what precisely that's what I'm trying to do, Taz. That's my yeah. whole mission uh, and bring forward here. But that's been lost in a lot of ways here in our in the world. Why is that that we become uh, so over the why what's happened that. We don't talk to each other anymore. And and I see this, and let me say this, ladies. We talk about, you know, Jennifer, you know darn well when you turn on talk radio, they act like nut jobs, uh, the extremists on the left and the right. Both of them. They're all crazy people. Mm-hmm. And it's all about this screaming, yelling, and trying to make their guests look like an ass. And all the things that I hate mm-hmm. about that sort of uh, medium, you know, I don't do that. I, my goal when I got into radio uh, back then wasn't to make people look stupid. I didn't find that a source of entertainment, which is what a lot of them do because I've been on those shows. And as a conservative guy, when I get on the far left liberal shows, their whole goal is to make you look like an ass. And that's their joy. If they've done that, they feel like they've accomplished them. Same thing with the right. They do the same darn thing. But here's the thing. They, they use all this, ladies. And then, you know, Trump was an entertainer at that point. When you look at the Harvey Weinsteins and you look at all of this crud coming out of the Hollywood uh, closets, if you will, friends, okay, it's pretty bad stuff, and you all got to admit that. I mean, yeah. because back to what Trump said, attached to what you said a moment ago, and what Sergeant Betsy said, well, he said that, you know, that you can do this when you're a big star. You can do this when you're, an, when you're a big star. You can do anything. Great. 
But I mean, that's the problem with this. And we have to st- we have to start differentiating between locker room talk, which, yeah, you're a pig. You know, it's locker room talk, just like Sergeant Betsy said, just like Taz said. You know, it happens. We know what happens. I've, I've seen it happen as a lawyer working in D.C. I mean, I saw that in D.C. a whole lot. And uh, but we have to differentiate between what's going on in Hollywood, what's happened with actual rape, sexual assault, child molestation and locker room talk. The yeah. differentiation, what the media has done is said, OK, we really wanted to you know, keep highlighting what a pig Trump is. We really don't go after this. OK, let's highlight this Hollywood stuff. And now we're going to bring back all these other women and bring back what Trump said again and uh, and do that. They're trying to mesh it all into one just to demonize Trump. And again, I'm talking about the media in the United States where yeah. it has been it has become so anti-Trump that we're losing fact that the actual people who have been victimized specifically in Hollywood and some um, in politics in D.C. But I mean, we're, we're, we're just trying to put that all together. And that's what they want to do. That's why they're bringing people like Gloria Allred and these women to the forefront and then having it with the same stories with Harvey Weinstein and all this other stuff as if it's the exact same thing when it's not. Yeah. So so my point in this is that the empowerment of these powerful people who are in these key positions of entertainers and they think, well, there are people that think their shit doesn't stink basically okay and they think they can get away with just about everything and and you know uh, from a criminal standpoint I, I mean I know Sergeant Betsy I know you've seen all kinds of people in your life that's the one thing about you and the role and the position of what you've done you, you know really think about it you've seen I, I bet you know we'll talk about this right on the other side of this quick pause but I'll say this I know full well that you Sergeant Betsy Smith have seen the very best in people and you have darn well seen the very worst of people. There's yes. no doubt in my mind. Is that correct? Well, absolutely. Well, let's pick and- that up right on the other side of the pause here. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com. For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are back with you here, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. This is Malcolm Out Loud here, Taz Thornton, Sergeant Betsy Smith, Jennifer Breeden. They're our co-hosts today on Life, Liberty. Friends, I just want to remind you quickly, when you go to AmericaOutloud.com, go to the shows weekday and weekends, it doesn't matter which, because this show is daily, it's seven days a week. We come at you every day, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two encores after that, by the way, 11 p.m. EST. We have, a, we have another encore after that for our European listeners at 9 a.m. GMT. You'll catch us in the morning there. Of course, some of these topics, Taz, are probably not. Well, they might be good with morning coffee or tea, huh? <laughs> you, you never know. But but, anyways, to, to on course. But I want to remind you, go to the show page when you can on America Out Loud, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure, and you'll see all of the co-hosts of this amazing production right there. You'll see uh, the contact points, websites, a lot of good information there for, for all of this, these uh, just outstanding co-host of this show and what makes this show happen every day that you're hearing right now. So we appreciate it. And also one quick reminder, after we're on talk radio, we go to podcast and I need your help. I want you to go to subscribe, go to Apple, iTunes. Everyone goes to iTunes, yeah? Well, go there, subscribe, 
rate and review. If you give us a five-star rate, we just love you for that. And, and, and give us a quick comment on there and tell us how fantastic Jennifer Breeden is, Sergeant Betsy Smith is, and Taz Thornton is, will you? And let us know right there what's happening. So we appreciate that very much. All right, Sergeant Betsy, you've seen it all in life. That, it's one thing I love about your position and your role is when I say you've seen it all, meaning that you've seen the best in humankind and you've seen the worst in humankind. And then you've seen people that just talk a big story. But you know, I'm sure you, you can't be a successful police officer today and somebody who's followed the, the criminal law and not be sort of suspicious by nature. I, I would imagine that's in, inbred in you, that you, you sort of probably, you know, you're, I don't know. Situations happen every day. You probably think the worst before you think the best because you've seen the worst of everything. When you see these kinds of things going out and you see what's happening now with these sexual allegations all over the country and all over the world. And this has happened in the UK, too. It's happening everywhere. um, It does give you pause for how much is I mean, what are we really doing here? Why is there every day there's more and more of this? I've never seen a movement like this in my life where they're just coming out of the woodwork, Sergeant Betsy, and they're just like, is there that much sexual assault business going on? Are men, a, a, a lot of these men, I'm sure many of them are guilty, but how severe is this out in the neighborhood, I'm asking you? <laughs> well, there, there's several things here. And, and first of all, I feel like we're really trying to, not we, but the media and, and perhaps people on the left are trying to really diminish men in this country and men in this world, you know, you, you can't walk around and, and look at every man and think, well, he's a pig and he's going to assault me and this and that. Most men are good men. This is one of my big frustrations as a police officer is I'd go to these police women's conferences and things like that. And, and these women would be complaining, well, if it wasn't for the men, I'd get promoted. If it wasn't for the men, I'd have a happier life. You know what? Those men put on a gun and a badge, just like I do, and they go out and risk their lives. All this whole man-hating, it's a war on boys, and I don't know, you guys maybe have read that book from years ago, but we have a war on boys, now we have a war on men. That's one of the things. Secondly, you need to be able to have locker room talk to be able to uh, relieve stress. Men need to do that. Women need to do that. We need to talk smack, if you will, to use an old-fashioned term. And and you know what? That's fine as long as when you're in polite company, as long as when you're in front of people, that you speak appropriately. And when we go back to the Billy Bush tape, you know, Trump didn't talk like that on the air. He didn't talk like that right. at his board meetings. Right. He was talking to one man and talking about one topic. And was he talking about sexual assault? You know, Sheila Jackson Lee, who's a senator from Texas, right. uh, brought up to Rod Rosenstein today. Is the FBI going to investigate Trump uh, for for these crimes that he's committed? What crimes? The, trying to kiss a woman in an elevator, saying the word pussy that people have lost track of. They've lost the understanding of our legal system mm. and what true wow. sexual assault really is. Wow. I haven't heard the term uh, talk smack in a while. And the way you put it out there is really fascinating, though, ladies, you know. Um, and I like your, your points there to the point you're speaking about with the boys uh, being boys in this talking conversation. It's out of context, though, ladies. It's, it's totally being out of context everywhere. What's happening right now? 
and the way, Sergeant Betsy, you put it out there and say, you know, it's profound right now. We've crossed the line. We sort of have crossed the line of the funny farm. Taz, haven't we? I mean, aren't we kind of in the... The, the, the funny zone right about now? Yeah, I really think that we are. And one of the other points that really concerns me, and we are, we, we kind of danced around it a little bit earlier, okay. is these things that women are coming up with now that seem inappropriate. I mean, I was reading an article a few months back. I forget who it was from, but it was somebody in the public eye mm-hmm. who was talking about how upset she'd been and she'd put a, put a complaint in because um, somebody had told her that she looked nice in that dress. What?! Well, so you can't tell someone they look nice in a dress now. That's sexual, is it? And all these complaints we get when when somebody gets wolf whistled. I mean, maybe there's something wrong with me, but yeah, I used to kind of like it if somebody wolf whistled me. That's a compliment. That's, there's a world of difference. At my <laughs> age, I actually look for that. Please give me the wolf whistles, guys, girls, anybody in the care. Just tell me my ass looks nice, please. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, if you say you can see it from another continent, I've got a problem. But you know. I don't get it. We've gone too far. Are we, are we really moving into this phase now where guys in particular are going to be, you know, ridiculed or worse for giving somebody a compliment? I don't understand where we're going with this one. We've gone way too far. We've lost lost sight of what's real. Oh, it's crazy. This, well, Taz, it it's, it's, it's the term they use. It's the term they use, Taz, politically correct. Bullshit is what it is. <laughs> It is. You know, I'm listening to this. And on the other side of that, it's, uh, you know, we were talking about the the demonizing of men and things like that and this political correctness and all of this. And, you know, I think on the other side of that, I mean, in the same breath, we're also weakening women because of this. I mean, when has it become okay? We have the media here that is saying, oh, no, it's okay to go out and cry because somebody complimented you in a dress. Are you like we said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How do you ever expect women to be in the world, to be um, powerful leaders, to be women who can be looked up to if they think that it's okay to go on and complain to 100 million people about the fact that somebody complimented you in a dress? I mean, that's making us look horrific. You know, if I if I wasn't a woman, I, and I was if I was a man about to hire women and I had all these women coming out saying, oh, he complimented me in a dress. Oh, my goodness. How dare he? I wouldn't want to hire them either for a business. Hey, we got a business to run. All right. And, and we just need to get through it and we need to or a business or a firm or, you know, a police organization or something like that. You want people that can that can handle things because every day there's going to be tough stuff thrown at you. And if women can't even handle a compliment and that's how the media is portraying women, us, then why are we supposed to get a job in a place where there's going to be high stress, high stakes, whether that's political or anything else or the corporate world? And that's what we're doing to ourselves. So all this talk and all this media, you know, highlighting and all this Gloria all red and whoever, you know, he asked for my phone number. I mean, that's holding women back. You're putting women in a spot where I'm going to have to for the rest of my life, no matter who I am, go into a job and explain myself away and say, look, I promise you, I'm not like those other women. And I'm tired (laughs) of that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer makes such a great point because it's almost like we're being shoved back into the 50s where we're these hothouse flowers who just, you know, you can't you can't say indelicate things around us and all that. Since when did women lose the ability to look a coworker, a male coworker in the eye and say, hey, that's inappropriate. Do not talk to me like that again. That's right. I, I, and this is, I'll tell you what I tell my students all, all the time is here's how it's simply put. Telling, you know, I tell someone you look nice today or a man tells me you look nice today. That's not sexual harassment. A man comes up to me in the workplace and says, hey, Sarge, you got a fine ass. 
That's sexual harassment. It's not that hard to figure out, but we have lost the ability to discern. And Jennifer is right. We are weakening women. Now, Sergeant Betsy, I've got to ask you something on what you just said. Let me make sure I understand. So if you go up to somebody, a woman, and you say you have a fine ass, is that sexual harassment? <laughs> well, in the workplace, oh. yeah. That's, oh, because I was yeah, going to no. say, I, I'm com- when people say that about my ass, I get compliments on my ass, and I, I kind of find that a compliment. <laughs> I like it. So I don't mind those kinds of sexual comments, quite frankly. But you got a nice ass. You know, Thank you very much. Or you look. Oh, you know what it is? Actually, Betsy, they've said to me, you look like an ass. That's what it is. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, that's different. I, uh, Just that's say thank different. you. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I, isn't that what's scary? The fact that we're, we're talking about, you know, if when, since when did women lose the ability to look a guy in the eye and say that's inappropriate? The, the scary thing is what we're starting to try and train our young women is inappropriate. That's, that's the scary thing, isn't it? You know, all these girls reading all these articles online now, it, what, so I tell them it's inappropriate if you said I look nice? What? What are we teaching people? And we're not only, I don't think we're just diminishing women here. We're also lowering the confidence of guys because neither of us know, you know, what's left, what's right, where does it That's all meet? It. It's crazy. That's it. Well, again, I don't know how we're going to survive as a species if we, can't, <laughs> if we can't flirt and we can't, you know, it, it's just we've lost, we seem to have lost the ability to figure out where it's appropriate. And honestly, Part of it is I blame social media. I, I really think that's a yeah. big part of the problem. Yeah. I want to bring up um, Mitt Romney during the 2012 election. You know, Romney was a good guy. He had been in the political atmosphere. He also been in the corporate world. I mean, this is a good man. You know, this is a guy who follows the Mormon faith, who doesn't believe he'll ever take credit for things that he's done in society. He made one comment. Forget what Trump and Billy Bush said. Romney said, what they asked him, you know, are you going to have women in your cabin? And he said, I have a binder full of women ready to put there. Binder right. full of women right. was the term that probably so, destroyed his presidential campaign. Somebody who would have been an right. excellent leader. So that's where we come where talk has become assault. And that's where I think it all started going downhill. This was a Republican candidate. And immediately he was completely demonized and chastised because he literally had a binder full of women ready to put in cabinet positions that. in U.S. government. I had Crazy. absolutely no problem with that as a woman. I thought, oh my gosh, I wish I was in that binder that's amazing that he has that you <laughs> were sure in the binder ridiculous right? i did and yeah. jennifer jennifer who vilified him all the people in the american media who it. we now find out is apparently the sleaziest business on the face of the earth it is except it is. for hollywood it is it is yeah they're, they're neck and neck betsy is. they're neck and neck mm-hmm. be, i don't know who would win that race love but they're both in the race for <laughs> sure they're one and two neck and neck going down there like the kentucky derby uh it's an excellent point uh, jennifer about romney and that binder god i remember like that like it was yesterday and just to think had that not been said you you're i don't i can't discredit what you just said because he probably could have uh, maybe that was the turning point of that election like the 47% comment and all i mean there are always those moments that turn an election around or do something you know well why did they do that about the binder of women and how how wrong was that when you're a political opponent of somebody ladies you find any means you can to pull somebody down i mean i want to just tell you that's politics 101 if you're if whatever you can come up with Jennifer you're going to use it I mean, any way you can discredit, even if it's a bold-faced lie, 
Well, you know what? I think it also depends, though, because in that very same election of Obama versus Romney, you know, in the very first debate, Romney killed it. You know, I mean, he won that fair and he square did. and it was on economics and uh, Obama just kind of looked out of it. Now he even he won it on Russia. Said, he won it on the point on Russia. Remember, he won it on everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and uh, yeah. at the end, Al Gore came out on behalf on behalf of Obama, you know, saying, well, they were in Colorado and they're higher up in the air. And so the elevation made his brain not hurt. Why wasn't that picked up? Are you kidding me right now? Why wasn't that picked up as something? But binder full of women was basically the worst thing you could say, saying you had a list of women. I mean, but to that point, you know, it goes back to, you know, we're talking about locker room talk here. It goes back to that fact that you have to have binders full of women in some sense in these days if you want to um, work in either politics or the corporate world or the boardroom because there are not enough women there. Whether that's become we, we become victims, we think that we're victims in our own mind. Right. And so we think it's just easier for us to quit rather than um, rather than just say, hey, why don't you shut up and stop talking to me that way? Or maybe we're going to get fired, and then there's this whole six-month process you have to go through, and then you, you don't want to be that person. You just have to keep fighting. So, you know, it is sad that we've become that, and we are we are weakening our women, but we have to we have to stop that. But it is it does depend on whoever, um, you know, whoever makes the statement and then brings it up and highlights whatever they want to highlight. The flip side of that and something else that's quite scary is when you get those cases where the, the lights come on behind the eyes, and instead of the, the I'm going to speak to him about that, is the, oh, fantastic, I can file that away and use it later. That's even scarier that we mm. sometimes are storing up these comments to yes. to having some kind of arsenal as of unfair attack material. Yes. Guys, imagine, if you will, uh, for a minute, what if tomorrow we got word that Donald Trump had been receiving oral sex con- uh, con- consensually from a 22-year-old intern and was using her as a human humidor <laughs> for his cigars while talking at <laughs> the phone to world leaders? How outraged would this country hmm. be? How outraged wow. would the media be? Just wow. picture that. Wow. 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 Yeah. I, sure. I gotta tell you, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know how to follow that one up, Betsy. Um, right. But it, but you know, it, it wasn't a thing back then. And, and now we have, you know, Senator Gillenbrand who is, you know, his campaign for the Clintons who adores Bill Clinton, uh, all of this. And, and now she is, is now finally two weeks ago she said, "Oh, I think what Bill Clinton did is wrong, uh, and uh, and now we need to impeach Donald Trump." <laughs> You're kidding me, right? You're kidding me. No, and this is this is why this is such a problem because there's no set standard, and it has and and I know it's like okay, this isn't supposed to be a political issue, but it is nothing but a political issue. It's nothing but a political. That's a that's a game stopper. What you just said uh, because. Taz, if listen to what she just said. I mean, if yep. that really happened, if that yep. if that really happened, th- think about yep. that for real. And it came yep. out right now that he had a 22 year old and having all this oral sex in the Oval Office, and I mean, it's all over the carpet and everything. Taz, it's terrible. <laughs> What's happening? He did there? not have sexual relations. With I that did one. not. <laughs> <laughs> You're having the same problem in UK with politics coming down to the lowest possible denominator. Let, let's have her answer that right after the pause here. Be right back with you. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. 
Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Politics and sexual allegations, and you know, maybe maybe the queen is doing the the, the, the prime minister's husband or something. I, queen is doing the yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the great segue back on the show here, friends. We heard the latest bulletin report came out. The queen was doing the prime minister's husband. Oh my dear, I'm horrified. Oh boy. All right, Taz, give it to us straight here. How bad is it in the UK or not? Are you far more civilized out there than these nut jobs are here or no? Oh God, no. It's, it's really divided over here. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a liberal old lefty, so you, you're just trying to get me to say that our, our, uh, our Prime Minister's a Sith Lord again, aren't you, Malcolm? I, know I do. To... I like <laughs> Theresa May. I like Theresa May, but you don't like the lady, I know. What is it that turns you off about her? The entire politics over here makes me feel a little bit sick. And I say over here because that's just the viewpoint I have. I'm, I'm over here in the middle of it. But again, it's really, really divided because you look at things like Brexit. My God, that has so split our nation. You know, people, families were divorcing over over Brexit. It was utterly, utterly hideous. But again, it's so split at the moment. I mean, look at the way that vote went. We're going into a onto a bit of a segue here. It's it's absolutely. Well, they, the it has, they, they used fear. They used fear to convince people, and they went they out. I get that. And I, lies yeah, and distortion. Yeah. Well, and sure, it, sure. And, and that was admitted to after the fact. But tell us about the media out there. How, how is, I mean, we, you hear Jennifer and Betsy go off about the media. Uh, how is, is your media landscape any better? Not much better, no. And, and, and as you, I'm not sure if you know or not, I'm, I'm a former, former journalist. I cut my teeth as a journalist. You know, it's not too That's long right. ago yeah. that I was still in the, the heady world of publishing. And sometimes I look back and feel a little smidgen of shame that I was ever part of that media machine because it is so, so divisive. And that makes me feel a little bit sick too. But here I am. If I think back to the days when I was first cutting my teeth as a, as a trainee reporter it was because i wanted to report the truth i wanted to you know lift the lid off on of all the the scandal and corruption it was because i wanted to have a voice for the little guy but that's all gone now you look at the standards of journalism now and all those initial ideals i had they're all out of the window you know there's there's no impartiality anymore and part of that i have to say is down to social media as well because think about it our news organisations can no longer be first with the news. When I was still a tra- trainee journalist, it was all about getting the scoop and getting out there first. 
you can't do that now because the news is already broken all over social media. Therefore, the media has had to go more opinion led, which has skewed the entire ship. I'm so glad to hear you say what you said. Our, our, <laughs> my youngest, my youngest daughter is just graduated college as a journalism major, but she's a Christian conservative. Yeah. So she's actually working in marketing now because we we didn't we really didn't push her toward. We have lots of contacts in the media. It wouldn't have been a problem would not have been a problem to get her a job, but. Like you said, it's so changed, and she was so idealistic and and wanting to really do what a journalist is supposed to do. But the whole profession has changed, and it's what a sad. journalist was supposed to do. Exactly, it's yeah. it's very sad. You may not believe this or not, but the media's job is to put asses in seats. Their job <laughs> is to get people to read their crap, to watch their stuff, and listen to their garbage. You understand? That's their job. No, well, sure, because they have advertisers. Well, that, but that's their role. The more they get, so right. what? So listen to this, Betsy. Where I'm going, and same thing with the political world. Their job is to win political races. So are we being too harsh in this? As you already said, Miss Betsy, you said earlier. Well, we're just we're over the top, and we're being too PC, and we can't even be boys and boys and girls and girls. And okay, I got that. And right away, we damn the entire political and media. And listen, I do it as well. But think about the psychological aspect of what we got here. If you're in the media business, your job is to write the most sensationalized headline you can possibly come up with. I mean, let's face it. That's it. And the more people you get, because the job is to have asses in seats. That's the whole role. Yes, but if you look at the way the landscape is changing now, surely we're all getting sick of all that BS, aren't we? I mean, if I'm working with... Right. Nowadays, if I'm working with somebody in, say, small business who wants more visibility, the big thing I'm coaching them on in terms of the messages they're putting out, they're putting out there is that you can now cut through the noise by bringing through authenticity and dropping the bullshit. We're now point. so blinded by the bullshit. The power is with your wallet and your vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, the vote for the yeah. politicians and the wallet for the, the jackasses on the other side. Yeah, Jennifer? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it is, you know, I would say that the way, the way to, you know, the way to combat it, when we're talking about media and politics, the way to combat it, it is just to, is to do it, but to do it better and to get the voices out. The problem is the people that want to do it better don't have the money. We don't have the financial backing of media and politicians. A lot of them come from the same financial backing and we can Mm -hmm. talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, they come from big money. You get a $100 million check written out to your network, to your political campaign. You better believe you're going to say different things and you're going to highlight different things based on that money. And, uh, and so we have to get we have to be the voices that come out with truth. And I think that, you know, we also have to give credit to people because, yes, people, they, they believe the truth is what they hear on the media. They believe the truth is what they see everywhere. And uh, we do. That's what we do. But then we also have to know how to filter. And so we have to start taking back that power and saying, you know what, I'm going to filter more. I'm not just going to believe this because I read this somewhere on right. one news Hallelujah. source or something else. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to truth, listen to other viewpoints and know my own truth. Wow. Jennifer, well said. And, you know, Sergeant Bitt, to to the point of what we're talking about right now listen when you started you know you started you got introduced to me through really one of our fabulous shows and a great friend of mine uh blue lives radio you know with lieutenant randy sutton i mean who's one of my one of my pals you know and he lives out in the west coast there and randy has one of our hit shows on the platform here that's kind of how it all started betsy and when but you you had to see early on when you started looking over at the network here and the platform Betsy, I want to take a little credit because you had to start seeing that we were a little different. Well, of course. And, and one of the things I love is, 
is being included this season with this panel of women is what you see with us is, you know, we certainly have huge disagreements, Mm -hmm. but there's never been a show where we personally attack each other or, um, you know, we're, we're always, you know, we're always appropriate. We're always respectful, but we're passionate and see, like you said, you don't see that in the in the mainstream soundbite media. It's got to immediately get mean, and it's got to get uh, ridiculous, and it's got everything's got to be over the top. That's, that's that's what's different about this platform, and the and and I think you're going to see more of things like this, and that's why mm-hmm. we're successful. That's why America Out that's Loud it. is successful because people are just tired of turning on CNN or MSNBC, or Fox News, or Today Show, or whatever, and getting tiny sound bites. People want to educate themselves. People want to know the truth. Oh, well said. Oh, but you should hear it in the locker room after the show. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, Amen. We have lost, not all of us, but but society. And again, I'll go back to social media, and and too much like what Taz said, where, Mm -hmm. you know, we have this, 24 hour you know cycle of everybody wants to get the information out there right now right now right now um frankly we we've we've lost the ability to be genteel if i can use uh, again another old-fashioned word good word there's no you know we we can't for some reason we can't be genteel with each other and that's very frustrating it's very frustrating Jennifer, you work in the media business, Jennifer. You do you do radio, television all the time. You're on there as an mm-hmm. expert speaking around the world and stuff. Uh, speak mm-hmm. to us on this point of what we're talking about, how that relates to what you're seeing, because you're on with all different shows, different hosts, different people, and then you mm-hmm. see, and, and I know you've spoken about the power of this show and this platform. I, mm-hmm. I know you have done with such passion, but but it, mm-hmm. it gets to the underlying motive of the media being that really, and, and Taz points it out so well, I can't argue with it when she says, but listen, people are sick and tired of that, Malcolm. Okay, yeah, it might be, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to defend the corrupt uh, media people and the politicians as bad as they are for a moment by saying, but ladies, aren't they just looking to get into office and aren't they just looking to get more people to watch and listen to them? It isn't that part of their birthright, but they're saying to me, well, it is, but it ain't because we're tired of it. So move the conversation along. What do you say, Jennifer? Well, Malcolm, I'm going to say this. I actually had a very, I had a recent conversation with somebody who's been a longtime Fox, uh, either contributor or analyst, been uh, interviewed on Fox News and started talking about how uh, they literally tell her what she can and cannot say. Mm. And um, and because of that, you know, it's been really hard. And she was, uh, she called it gray listed. So you're gray listed because they're they're not going to put you on as much anymore because you, you said a buzzword or buzz phrase we don't want you to say. So whenever somebody calls me, asks me as an expert, whether no matter what TV or radio network it's from, around the world mm-hmm. I look for a couple of things I'll look for uh, if they're gonna tell me we want to we want an expert on this or this we want an expert that believes this or this or this and we want you know we want to hear about why you believe this or this and I always say the same thing whether that gets me um, you know the the expert slot or not and, uh, and and I'm just gonna be truthful I'm gonna say I'm gonna look I'm you know I can tell you what uh, what my expert opinion is going to be on this but I'm not gonna do something just because you want me to do that but it's problematic when you hear people and I you know I lived in Atlanta where the CNN headquarters 
reporters is. I heard people from all walks of life and now Fox, Fox, CNN and MSNBC saying, look, we're looking for certain experts to say certain things. You can't say these words, but you can say these words. You can't make these opinions, but you can say this. And uh, and, and frankly, I don't want to be a part of that. So I love this. I, I love the power of this network. One, because I'm never told what I can say. It's, hey, let us know what your um, what your expertise is in or whatever. We're going to have right. this show. We're going to talk about this stuff. There is no script. There is no nothing. This is mm. from our hearts, from our wow. experiences. And I love these women. And that's what's powerful. That's what needs to get out more. And I think that there are people, you know, I can't speak for, for Taz in the UK, but I'm sure she's one of them. There are people I know in the United States that are just tired of it and want to hear truth. They want their voices to be heard. And none of their voices are being heard right now because all voices on mainstream media are, uh, are, being, are being scripted. And, and that's just not the truth right now. That's not the majority. And I think people are desperate for that. So I am grateful for this show. But I have seen that a lot, specifically in international media outlets. Yeah, I, I know you have. I know you have. And I can, say, I can always tell you're one of the most um, honorable people I, I, I know, Jennifer. You know, uh, you're just credible. Uh, the, the credibility and the power of truth that you speak about, it always comes from your heart. Your passion speaks. Before you even engage or say a word, you can almost tell where Miss Breeden is going to go. And you know it's authentic, you know. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just that's what it is. It's about seeking absolute truth. I don't believe truth is relative. I don't believe it's relative to the day or the times or the issue. I believe there are there are truths that are absolute. And uh, and I think that's what we've lost today. It's about, you know, what feels good at the time. What uh, what is the truth of the day? And uh, I think that's where we're starting to veer, especially in some of these media political stories. And um you know, we just we have to start getting voices out there, regardless of political party, regardless of where you're from, regardless of what country you live in. What is right? What is wrong? What is truth? Well, you know, we have uh, really uh, I mean, I'm so proud of this show because we, uh, what we just did on this episode, because I think we've just slayed this topic in a very unique way, because when we look back at the political world and the media world, I've tried to convince myself that there has to be a reason they're doing it. And of course, of course, there is, Malcolm. And of course, I know what the reason is. But again, it's where it gets out of. Well, and you know what's going to change all of this again? I said it a moment ago when you guys talked about the power of your wallet and the power of your vote. So the power of the wallet, uh, Taz, to the point of the media, is when you don't watch them anymore, you don't read them anymore, you don't listen anymore, guess what? Yep. Guess what? Yeah. You right? don't. Neither do I. Yeah. That's why we that's why we're disengaged. And back to Jennifer, what you're saying, you're right, Jennifer. I, I can't deal with them anymore. I, I truth honest truth is I am watching less and less of that because I cannot stand it. Okay? It is far too much and you know what they're gonna say before they even say it. That's like the worst kind of thing when you turn the television on, Jennifer, you know, and you watch one program mm -hmm. and then you know right away the talking points and you know what they're going to say right after the talking points. And you know what? The, it's just like, what's the what's the mm -hmm. point of it, Jennifer? What's the point of watching that crap anymore? You know, what's the point? You don't even have to be part of the media world these days to know exactly what the what the show is going to be about, and what the lean's going to be on. You know, and you just all you have to know is whoever the financial backings are for the network. That's it. And whoever That's the it. Are. That's it. I mean, you, you turn Hannity on, you know what it's going to be. You turn Rachel Maddow mm -hmm. on, you know what it's going to be. Right. That's Sergeant mm -hmm. Bessie. Yeah, come on. Absolutely. My husband is a he's been doing media for decades as an expert. And yeah. he did, you know, all the main networks, CNN, MSNBC, all that. And he he stopped doing it because of exactly what Jennifer just said. Mm. You can say this, you cannot say that. And, and you know, and, and same thing, I quit doing NPR last year. I just stopped mm. because I got so frustrated at listening to the show later and they had edited what I said. And, and I finally started confronting mm. producers and saying, all right, you want me to say this, right? Yeah, well, okay, goodbye. We're not gonna do this. 
And I finally gave it up. You're, America Out Loud is the first media outlet that I've said yes to in quite wow. some time. Wow. So it's that's the same because over here. It, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, you know, integrity um, mm. is missing. There's a word we don't hear very often connected to the media, isn't it? Right. You know, if I think about yes. it, over the over just the past two weeks, mm-hmm. I have turned down four podcast interviews and one TV appearance because they either wanted me to market to my audience in a particular way mm-hmm. or fit a particular identity that they carved out for me. Yes. And it's sometimes you, you've got to just park the the media opportunity and let that die in favor of integrity. We need to do that. Right. Wow. Absolutely. And what, to what Taz and Betsy just said, you know, that, that might mean you're not going to get as many hits. That might mean you're sure. going to have to turn things down that are going to get you more publicity, more yeah. money yep. that might put you in a position where you can be more influential. But you know, what's, what's the cost of, of refusing to conform yes. to that? What's the cost of staying true to that uniqueness and who we are? And, and we're a group of women that um, refuse to buy into that. And you too, Malcolm, of course. It's about, for me, remembering why we are doing this work in the first place. And if we're getting to the point where we're just grabbing every opportunity and we're having to compromise who we are, then we've tipped out of out of mission and into ego. And we can't do that. There are, there are too many egotists running the show as it is without us joining that crowd. This idea was to bring a different beat and a different animal to the table of life. And I'll tell you, this is being God-driven, all the work we're doing. There's no doubt in my mind. And to be able to have just the awesomeness, uh, and to use Taz, your word, awesomeness, yes? Uh, no, you're welcome. That's, that's Taz's <laughs> word, awesomeness. And uh, so to use the awesomeness of, uh, of, of these personalities, uh, this show was just an unbelievably brilliant idea. My ultimate goal of this show, Jennifer... Betsy, Taz, is to empower women and to create a movement. And I'm very serious when I say this. When I started this, the goal of this production was to, a few years into it, was to create a movement with with the women who are co-stars and co-hosts of this show and to be able to do something around the globe that we can do. And and for me, I'm happy to play a little part of it, but it really was to shine a light to all the awesome people on the planet because I think there's a far lot more good out there then there is bad roaming uh, our planet. I truly believe that as well. I just think you're only hearing the negative because that's what the media wants you to hear. It's the fear factor. It's the fear factor. So uh, we thank you and uh, being part of this whole conversation. Now, listen, if you've got something you want to share back and forth with us, send it to talk at AmericaOutloud.com. We've been getting so many emails in from all of you out there. It's been tremendous. The past couple of weeks, so much response to the shows and the people and posts that you love. And we love the feedback. So keep it coming. And follow us on social media. You'll see us out there and all the connectivities on the site at AmericaOutloud.com. Taz Thornton, Sergeant Betsy Smith, Jennifer Breeden. This is Malcolm Out Loud. To be continued, friends.